figuring out who you are and why you're doing what you're doing and and then trying to figure out maybe what can be improved read a lot you know be curious about what you don't know and be honest that you don't know things a lot of people like to show everybody how much they know but it's just as great and i think even greater to be humble and uh listen to other people and ask questions and um if you ask questions and you're open to change um and if you think about eating plants i think you'll find uh you'll have a lot of success um feeling good and being well What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Eat Green, Make Green podcast. If this is your first time checking out the show, thanks for checking it out and welcome to the podcast. This is Pat McCauley. Um, I don't often ask, but for those that follow the show, uh, if you have a second, give us a like or subscribe um, on iTunes, Google, Spotify, or SoundCloud. And for people that are new, if you like this episode, uh, give it a like. It helps uh, get the word out about the show and, and get new ears listening and followers. And at the end of the day, that's the goal of the show is to um, share uh, tips and, and people's stories of, of finding health and on their journey uh, to, to wellness. And the more we can share people's stories, uh, hopefully the more positive impact we can have on people's lives. So um, I would appreciate it if you did that. This week's episode is with Josh Ehrenfried. So Josh and I connected through a mutual friend, uh, and Josh has a company based out of Boston here called Dosha Bar, which is a organic, uh, no preservative, kind of no BS ingredient uh, bar um, that is, it's a fruit and nut bar um, that's inspired by uh, Ayurveda. Um, so Ayurveda, if you don't know, um, definitely Google, check it out, but sort of a, I would even butcher it if I said it, but kind of a, a way of living that encourages you to, you know, just be more in touch with, uh, the foods you put in your body and, um, you know, just, just, uh, being intuitive in sort of a preventative medicine, uh, sort of approach to life. Um, so really cool kind of combination, adding that into a, uh, bar and a food company and, and the principles around that. Um, so we talk about Josh, uh, growing up with a love of food, um, how he, uh, sort of went in a different direction after college, um, and then eventually came back to pursue, uh, his own business with Dosha Bar, which he's been doing for a number of years now. Uh, why he chose the bar category, right? A category that's super uh, crowded. Um, and we talk all about how Dosha Bar is different than many of the others that you see at Whole Foods and in other places on shelves. Uh, the habits and rituals he has that keep him healthy and well. Uh, what I like about uh, his approach here is he doesn't do a ton of like working out or fitness related stuff. Um, you know, he eats well, he meditates, he does yoga. Um, and to me, I always encourage people like that's the easy path, eat well, and then you don't, uh, you know, you don't have to bust your ass. So 
I like his approach. It's kind of the blue zone approach, right? Just kind of low grade, uh, basic movement and, you know, eating well and living well. Um, what Ayurveda is and uh, why he wanted to create the brand around it. So we dive into kind of some of the principles of Ayurveda. Uh, the importance of being self-aware and all kinds of other stuff. Um, I really enjoyed this one. I definitely connected right off the bat with Josh. He's just a great guy and has this like real curiosity and, and openness to him, um, which I love. He's always asking questions about uh, the things he puts in his body and how certain things are done. And um, I just love that. That's how I came to leading the life I live by starting just asking questions. Hey, what is this, you know, food impact on my health? And uh, then that kind of springs out to other questions in your life. Uh, but anyway, Josh also uh, was nice enough to give us, uh, for listeners of the show, a discount code. So if you go over to doshabar.com um, and you type in eat green, make green at the checkout, uh, you'll get a little discount on uh, your order. So encourage you to do that. Um, so here we go. Without further ado, the incredible Josh Ehrenfried. Josh. Yes. What's happening? How are you? Thanks for having so, me, Pat. Yeah, man. So we're in uh, Legacy Place here in Dedham, not too far from the uh, from the Dosha headquarters. Yes, that's the Dosha right. Dosha Bar headquarters. So. And uh, Whole Foods Legacy Place, where you can buy a Dosha Bar. Yeah, nice. Free. Nice, man. So I was thinking, we connected, it was like almost six months ago now, right? That's, I think um, it was. It's been a little while. Yeah, the who linked us up again? Uh, Shay Coakley from yeah, Leanbox. That's right. That's right. Shay Coakley from Leanbox. Shout out to, to Shay if you're listening. Um, a South Shore, fellow South Shore guy, um, linked us up a while back, and we've been meaning to get this get this on the books, and here we are. Thanks so for, thanks for doing it. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, and we've been, you brought a bunch of dosha bars that I'm fired up to try. I'm going to try them as we go. Um, but we're in uh, a cafe. There's music in the background, so sorry for that if you'd like a very clean listening experience. There's just going to be some music in the background today. But uh, yeah, man, we, we talked a little bit before, but um, I think a good place to start would just be to give some background on yourself, uh, maybe the how you got into all this. And um, you can go as far back as you'd like to yeah. childhood and all that. Hit us with uh, whatever you want to share with us in terms of your background. Sure. Um, you know, it's, it's such a big question. I'm trying to think. Uh, there's so much along the way from, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, my family life and food and career and uh, everything in between. But, um, but yeah, I, I, um, I grew up to divorced parents in the Midwest, mostly. I lived in Chicago in the Detroit area. Um, my father moved uh, out east to uh, the New York, New Jersey area with my stepmother, um, when I was uh, 11, and mm -hmm. so I spent a bunch of summers out in uh, New York and New Jersey, um, caddied on a golf course, loved being outside. Um, my um, uh, was blessed with having some wonderful grandparents for most of my life. I had a great grandma, uh, two grandmothers, and a grandfather in my life till I was 20. Uh, you know, 20, 25, and then, you know, uh, almost 40 or so when my grandmother's finally passed away. So that's been great. Um, two of my grandmothers were, uh, you know, they were so influential for me. One of them owned a, uh, what would be like Sir Latab or William Sonoma now, 
uh, back in the, like, the late 70s and early 80s in Southern California. And um, it was a store called The Kitchen Witch in Encinitas and some other places, I think. And uh, I've always had a lifelong love for food and for cooking. Um, I think partly thanks to her at the, uh, you know, at the top of the food chain in my family. Um, and my dad being a great cook. My mom's not a bad cook herself. Um, I was uh, spinning quesadillas on the, the griddle, you know, when I was five years old. Yeah, I, I saw you were big into Mexican, yeah? Love Mexican food. Yeah. Um, learned to love lots of other cuisines. Um, over the years, I've traveled to 30, 40 countries. Um, after I left a job once, I spent six months in South America and um, have a love for, developed a love for gardening and tomatoes and peppers and just love world cuisine. There's nothing more fun for me than uh, walking into a grocery store in another country and seeing what's on the mm. shelf and looking at ingredients and uh, yeah. food's, food's just amazing. Um, I've uh, cooked with spices like um, forever. I think uh, if we think about food, since uh, that's what we're here to talk about, um, um, when I was a kid, a lot of the time I was home alone because I was divorced parents and, you know, my mom was working and my dad was working somewhere else. And um, so I'd get home and I'd be alone for the afternoon to do my homework, watch TV. Um, I watched a lot of TV as a kid. I watched very, very little now. Um, and uh, so I'd make a snack for myself of some kind. And then dinner time, a lot of the time I was eating microwave meals. Um, I ate frozen pizzas. Yeah. That was kind of what I grew up with. Um, I had this evolution. I went to the University of Michigan, go blue for all those uh, Wolverines out there listening, <laughs> and hopefully we'll have a great football season um, and, um, and basketball, among other things. But um, when I went to college, uh, I was like every other you know, American out there. Like I ate everything and uh, I drank soda and all that stuff. Um, my freshman year, somehow I decided to not drink Mountain Dew anymore. Um, sorry, Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then I stopped drinking soda and, uh, I stopped eating French fries cause I was like starting to question food. Like what was I eating? Yeah. And, um, I was living in a dorm the second year with a Wendy's and, and I was like, I don't really like these French fries very much. Like, and are they really good for me? And so I just started eating different things and, um, and my diet got a little cleaner. I graduated from college, decided I was never going to eat a microwave meal again. Um, and I was going to cook my own food. And so I started cooking my own food. I bought a really nice knife, you know, nice big chef's knife. And, um, and that was kind of the beginning of my journey as an adult in um, eating real food, less processed, um, you know, if at all. And yeah. um, experimenting with flavors. I traveled, filled my cabinet with, you know, 50 spices and mm. just uh, didn't want to eat anything bland. I never have, uh, regardless of if, I was, if it was in a microwave meal or not so anyways that was a little bit of my history with food and um anyways now here i am with this product dosha bar yeah so you so post-college you didn't directly go into a career in food right anything but yeah, no, yeah. I've, I've i've lived a few careers um yeah. i um i majored in psychology i always loved uh, people uh, mm. doing good for other people making people smile making people happy and um um you know, everybody has their own journey also to find their own happiness. But, um, but I majored, not surprisingly, I majored in psychology and uh, loved understanding what was motivating different people to do different things at different times in their life. And um, I went into, uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do exactly, um, but I went into consulting. And so I got to do a lot of different things. And yeah. I worked for uh, two companies uh, doing more or less strategy consulting for uh, four years out of college. Um, 
looked at a lot of my colleagues who uh, were osmotically giving me my MBA and decided I needed to get my own MBA to further my business career, went back to the University of Michigan, majored in business, discovered brand management, went to Procter & Gamble for the summer in Cincinnati and um, worked in uh, marketing for them. Um, really was interested in living in a bigger city and um, came out to Boston to work for Gillette. I worked for Gillette for several years. Um, and um, have been freshly anyways, yeah, lots clean of different shaven things. since. Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I've been mostly. I, I'm a little patchy, so <laughs> I look a little like uh, like Johnny Depp if I grow grow beard, you know. So, but uh, but anyways, I I, um, I had a career in finance and that I took on during the recession when I couldn't find something else that I was interested in, which was kind of an about face. But um, during that career, even though I loved what I was doing in so many ways, um, I really. Um, I really had this itch to start a business and felt like if I didn't do it now, I was never going to do it. I was recent, relatively recently married and, um, you know, we don't get younger and, uh, I love food. I'd had, um, progressive exposure to yoga over the years and really liked how I felt when I did yoga and the community that I was a part of when I got into that. Mm. Um, and, um, Yoga had grown like 20% a year over the last probably 20 years. Yeah. And um, I ate some you know, nutrition bars. And um, I did CrossFit actually when I was like 2004 and five, like yeah, when very, just very, out. very beginning. Yeah. Um, I, I guess you could say studied, but I exercised with uh, um, Neil Thompson, who was the first uh, CrossFit founder in Boston. Yeah, yeah. You know, way back when. And I was, for me, I was pretty ripped. I went from a scrawny kid with, you know, whatever to, being pretty muscular and yeah um really appreciated that i was doing protein shakes and stuff then something i don't do much of now you know yeah but anyways skipping around a little bit but yeah um but anyways yeah, so, 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 so i started dosha you know just a few years ago yeah and what was i guess it's a good lead in to just dive into it what was yeah. why bars yeah. why um yeah you could have gone a thousand different yeah so i mentioned ways, yoga right? i didn't really connect it but um uh, so I felt like there was an opportunity to create a brand. There was no brand uh, that really connected with the uh, target market, you know, the, the consumers who uh, are doing yoga in the grocery store. And I love yeah. food, and so it only was logical for me to pursue, if I'm going to start a business, to do something around food and my love for real food. Um, and um, the, everybody's so busy these days, right? We're overscheduled. We're looking at our phones nonstop. We're racing around. And... Um, uh, bars have a place in our lives, and so I felt like that was a good place to start. Even though it's a really crowded category, it's still been growing, and so uh, so I figured, okay, um, how about I start a brand that, starting with bars, but not exclusively about bars, would um, be about eating real, pretty much unprocessed food, I'm not powders from a lab, preservatives, flavorings, all these things that are in our ingredients if you look for them. Um, yeah that um, would digest better uh, for people's wellness and health and uh, also be inspired by yoga sister science, this ancient wellness system called Ayurveda. Mm -hmm. That's all about eating foods that balance you and the season according to this concept of the doshas. And uh, there's a lot into that. We can talk more about that. Yeah, no, but, I would um, like to get into it. I've but had... that's where the idea came from. Yeah. I've, so did you uh, actually study Ayurveda and dive into like... I didn't. All I never lived on an just, ashram. Um, yeah. I have been to India. Yeah. I uh, love loved my experience in India. I went for a friend's wedding for a few weeks once. 
Um, yeah. But I somewhere, I think at a spa, I, I was exposed to Ayurveda. I took a dosha quiz. Yeah. And um, with my background in psychology and interest in kind of understanding people, and um, it was really cool. It was like, okay, are you this? Are you that? You know, um, you know, how do you... Uh, you know, what's your mind like? What's your body like? And describing yourself and saying, okay, and oh, you're Vata Pitta. That's cool. What does that mean? And how do you balance yourself? Uh, that was really intriguing to me. And so our, each of our three bars is made with ingredient combinations that based on Ayurveda and inspired by Ayurveda balances one of these three doshas. Yeah. So can you explain that a little bit? Yeah. Like the, the different doshas and different kind of categories and things like yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. It's really neat. Uh, so first of all, if, if you're listening at home or on the road on your way to your, uh, your airport or commute, um, you can, um, when you stop driving, <laughs> you can take uh, our dosha quiz. Just Google dosha bar quiz. And um, it's nine questions. It's really playful. Cool. Um, if you get deep into Ayurveda, you might learn about bowels and stuff like this. We don't ask any questions about your bowels. <laughs> yeah. um, we just focus on some basics. And at the end of it, um, within three minutes, you're going to have um, some life balance tips. And it'll tell you what your dominant dosha is. Mm -hmm. um, so what are these three mind-body types? Um, what is Ayurveda? Um, I described Ayurveda a little bit uh, a moment ago, but um, in terms of the doshas. So the idea is that um, everybody's, um, everybody's unique and we're all in true balance with ourself when we're born, um, right? Everybody's got their own thing. There's nothing right or wrong about being a bigger build or a smaller build or a more active mind or a less active mind. Um, it's just about understanding who you are and balancing yourself. And that's mm -hmm. what Ayurveda is all about. And so um, there's... Um, different qualities and different flavors that Ayurveda is based on. So the, uh, each season has qualities. Are they uh, cool or warm? Um, are they uh, dry or wet? Are they light or heavy? Right? So you think about um, um, the seasons or food or even us as individuals, how we think, how we feel, um, what our bodies, how our bodies, uh, you know, our, our, is our skin more oily or drier? Um, mm. If you think about January in Boston, um, that's uh, right in the heart of uh, Vata season, um, yeah. December or January, where the weather is cool, dry, and light, right? Our skin is super dry. Um, you know, we're begging our girlfriend for, to scratch our back, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, or, you know, boyfriend. Um, generally, and, um, generally eating more warm, yes, comforting exactly. foods, right? and maybe a little. For me, at least, I'm explaining my winters. Maybe a little, not as happy as I generally am in other parts of the year. And yeah, yeah. And I would say that 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 plays an even bigger role as you get into kapha season when it's cool, wet, and heavy, like February, March, April, mm. where the, like the snow starts hitting us, and you know we, we get pummeled, and it's darker and cloudier, and the days are shorter as well. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but you know, back to the example in December or January, like it's cool, dry and light. You're not going to eat like um, a cold salad. Yeah. That's not going to make your body feel very good. Right. Mm. But like, um, but a warm, spicy, fatty chili, mm. right. Um, with your choice of fats, whatever they might be. Yeah. Um, whether it's, uh, you know, oils or ghee or meats, whatever yeah. people are using for their fat source, um, that would be more balancing, right? Because the weather's so dry and light. So um, coffee, you know, something like that might be a little bit better then. Whereas today we're here, you know, talking at the end of July. 
This is, um, we're in the heart of pitta season right now. Warm, wet, and heavy are the qualities of pitta. Yeah. So this is classic, you know, pitta weather here, right? It's probably 85 degrees. It's, it's a high humidity. Um, it's a little heavy out. Yeah. And um, we're not reaching for that hot, spicy chili today. No, fruit. Give me What's the fruit. That? Yeah, yeah, and some lighter, some, some of those lighter salads will actually work to our benefit, mm. you know, on a day like today. Um, yeah, Ayurveda is not a believer um, in, uh, in putting icy food into your body, you know, like ice cold water or iced coffee or whatever. You know, cooler, fine, but maybe not ice cold. Uh, if you think about our, some of this stuff's really intuitive, right? What's your body temp, right? Yeah. 98.6 degrees. So what happens to your body and your blood vessels and everything when you put ice into them? Um, mm. Is that good for you? How do you feel when that happens? Um, at the same time, right, if you're overheated, cool down a little bit and, you know, so there's, there's some kind of balance. And so there's a lot to be learned. I'm still learning a lot, but I've, I've learned plenty over the last few years from some experts, from a lot of self-reading um, and um, uh, about Ayurveda and how to improve my own life through it. In addition to the qualities, there's also the tastes. Um, and the, the tastes are um, sweet, sour, salty, bitter, pungent, and astringent. And as you learn about Ayurveda, each different food that we eat, each ingredient has qualities associated with it, has tastes associated with it as well. Mm -hmm. And so different tastes balance each one of the doshas or the seasons as well. Um, so for example, we're in pitta season, um, sweet, uh, 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 sweet, bitter, and astringent tastes are balancing to pitta. Um, sweet, sour, and salty are balancing to vata. So that's the stuff that we would want to be focusing a little bit more on in that cold, dry winter season. Yeah. But, at, but at the end of the day, Ayurveda is also about eating a diversity. And they would love for you to eat all these different tastes in every meal. Yeah. And it's no surprise when you look at Indian food, where Ayurveda comes from 5,000 years ago from India, um, Indian food, they, they have a really nice knack for mixing a lot of different flavors together, don't mm -hmm. they? Yeah, so how does this all tie into the bars? Yeah, how did so, you then take that information and then put it in a product? Right, so there's yeah. uh, if, you, if you look on, you know, online or, or in some Ayurvedic uh, cookbooks, you'll find uh, what I've said with even more detail probably, and maybe you'll find some food charts. And so you'll find these charts about um, this ingredient um, aggravates or balances a given dosha. Um, and you could equate that to a given season. You could equate it to yourself after you do the dosha quiz that I have, uh, that, that I've provided with our doshabar.com website or with uh, other dosha quizzes. They can even give you more detail, tell you what your mental dosha is versus your body dosha. Um, and, um, and you can use the flavors in your cooking every day to balance you. The, the times of the day cycle through the doshas too. So, um, you know, we're here talking uh, at, uh, I don't know, a little after 2 o'clock. 2 to 6 a.m. and p.m. is vata time of day. 6 to 10 is kapha. And 10 to 2 is pitta. And so different times of the day, you can think about what should you eat um, based on these kind of um, flavors and qualities of your food. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. So I just had the blueberry. Yeah, what do you think? <clears throat> Loved it. Yeah, definitely very clean. Um, yeah, very very tasty. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, you're so, eating um, blueberries, dates, and raisins. Yep. Um, that are basically uh, that are again unsweetened. Actually, we haven't talked about the product, uh, but it's made with unsweetened dried fruit and seeds. 
Most dried fruit's not organic, and it's up to 50% added sugar. We use organic unsweetened fruit, so no pesticides, no added sugar in the fruit. Um, we mix it with um, uh, a bunch of different kinds of seeds, different kinds of seeds based on the doshas in each bar. One bar to balance vata, one to balance pitta, one to balance kapha. This is the pitta balancing bar you're eating. Yeah. And um, so you've got um, uh, blueberries, dates, and raisins mixed with uh, quinoa, sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds, uh, and... Um, uh, a little bit of cinnamon and just three grams of organic brown rice syrup that helps it hold together. Mm-hmm. And then we basically mix it all together, press it out in like a big, you know, kind of think like a big rolling pin. Yeah. And cut them up. Yeah. Yeah. Very no cool. baking or anything. So I want to I want to get a little more into the entrepreneur side of things. Yeah. How did you sort of like? I think there's a ton of people out there that are in jobs that they don't particularly like they have their ideas they have their passions and they want to make the leap to doing that every day right and it's not an easy thing to do right a lot of fear a lot of other factors that come into play family you know money all this right so would you mind sharing your experience with that and how you were able to sort of make the leap and get to a place now where you know you have this business and you're doing what so many people want to do, you know, yeah. you've you found this this passion and you're doing what you love and, you know, you're you're growing a business. Yeah, no, I appreciate the question. It's uh, it is really hard to start a business. I um, I love what I'm doing, but it is it is really hard. Um, I, you know, thanks to my wife. Uh, I don't know if she's listening, but uh, my wife Dahlia is really supportive and she's got a you know corporate job that helps us keep things going while this is getting off the ground. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly what to say about where to start. I, I think that um, a lot of it is about what makes you passionate. I think passion is the the most important ingredient, more than your food, and, and what you're uh, doing in life. And um, um, passion, having a business plan um, for the short run, for the long run, being flexible to um, things that um, that 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 get put in, in your, in your way. Um, because sometimes you got to change what you're doing and things don't go how you want. And sometimes there's a better outcome even. So being open-minded, um, seeking a lot of advice from people who've done it before. Mm. That's, that's something that I thought I did and I did a lot of, but in hindsight, there's so much more that I could have learned, um, ahead of time. Having good partners would be uh, advice I would provide. I started this company by myself. Um, I'm the sole founder. I don't recommend that to anybody. Um, yeah. You know, there's reasons why I did it, and I'm probably other people have done it as well. And some people grow on to be greatly successful, but there's so many reasons to have a partner uh, to balance you out for the social reasons, for um, idea generation, for balancing the workload. Um, and some businesses obviously have less moving pieces to them. Um, but they're all hard, and, um, you know, and d- it's, do the right thing and mm. know what you're in for because it's a long road. Yeah, yeah, I, I like the partner uh, recommendation there because it's it's lonely, man. Yeah, like it is a lonely, and being an entrepreneur is lonely, right? Um, yeah, I have certainly found that in my experience. Like anytime I'm doing it with somebody else, right? It's just that you know little extra maybe positive push that when you're on your own and things are going bad that isn't there you know and Absolutely. it's just yeah it's just tough to get through you have to be 
real, really mentally kind of strong and okay with things moving slow and not going your way and problems coming up. And I guess that's where, for me, that's where lifestyle comes in. That's where the yoga, the meditation, the, the eating right, the, you know, all the, those other things to take care of myself. That's where that comes in to put things in perspective and, you know, put me in a place where I'm making decisions with a level head and, um, yeah. So what, I guess that'll lead me into the next one. What, what sort of like practices and rituals do you have in place that, you know, help you be the best version of you as an entrepreneur? You mentioned yoga. Yeah. So my, um, my dosha is uh, vata pitta. So, um, people who are vata dominant are, uh, creative, lively, sociable, energetic. Um, but if, when they're out of balance or to the extent they're out of balance can spread themselves too thin, have anxiety. Those are kind of the downsides of vata. Pitta, do doshas 101 here, um, in terms of mental. Pitta are, um, um, methodical, competitive, um, and, um, you know, sometimes a little compulsive, um, and, um, if they're out of balance can be, you know, stubborn or, or angry, uh, if something goes wrong, kapha people are kind, loving, supportive, um, but if they're out of balance, they don't, I don't, I don't think take life by the horns enough, you know, mm-hmm. let's inertia might guide them a little bit more. Um, and, um, you know, they might be in denial when confronted with, you know, life data, um, so I'm Vata Pitta, so I have an insatiable curiosity for things in life. Um, and uh, I'm probably not the best with routine, honestly. Yeah. I, I try to keep that in balance. That's uh, something I'm always working on. Um, Ayurveda is all about going to sleep by 10 o'clock at night, um, mm-hmm. You know, eating early dinners. I do a good job eating the early dinners. The evening, I'm usually pretty good about it, getting a good night's sleep, but sometimes I, my mind's awake you yeah know, for and sure. it's, it's hard to settle it down and i think you know the the meditation stuff like that is very helpful um i haven't quite made it a ritual yet if i'm being honest yeah um and um i read about these founders who you know they seem like they're reading three books a week and i don't know where they find time for that yeah um, i agree i'm working on my business a lot and i'm enjoying time with my uh, four and six year old kids and my wife and family so um, balance is a big juggle. If I started this business with, without a wife or without kids, it would have been wholly a different experience. Um, but for me, life balance is a lot about my family and spending time. And I don't want to regret, I, I can't get time back with them. And so I don't want to regret not spending time with them and um, seeing them change and having an impact on who they become and giving them life lessons. Mm. Um, but, uh, but so I would say my ritual, what, what it ends up being is, you know, trying to go to sleep at a, a decent hour. Um, I'm definitely not up past midnight and usually asleep by 11, 1130 at the latest and hopefully closer to 10. Um, um, one or 
usually my son is is up, you know, with the roosters. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, not quite, but he's gotten a little bit better. But uh, if I'm not awake by, um, you know, by 6.45 or 6.30, he's usually coming into our bedroom to, to make sure that we're awake. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then getting ready. Um, Ayurveda's got this ritual uh, collection of rituals called Dinacharya. And um, you can look that up and, and learn more about it. But some of the things that are Ayurvedic rituals have become part of my routine in the last few years. Um, one of them is uh, doing a daily nasal rinse. So um, I use this uh, Neomed product that um, you can buy everywhere from Costco to CVS now. This guy's done really well for himself, speaking of entrepreneurs. Mm. And um, you basically warm up some distilled water, add some uh, a salt mixture to it. And you basically squeeze it and you rinse it through your sinuses, through your one nostril and the other nostril. And you can stay so much healthier without any medicine. And uh, it's really been wonderful for me. Uh, my allergist ironically recommended it first. And then yeah, I realized, wow, Ayurveda has been doing this for 5,000 years. So yeah. that's typically a part of my daily ritual in the morning. Um, I've adopted tongue scraping, which is an Ayurvedic ritual. Um, uh, Having uh, Usually, most days, I'll wake up and have some warm lemon water, um, which is an Ayurvedic ritual as well. Sorry to cut you off. What's the the tongue scraping? What's the thought process behind that? Yeah, I I think... uh, (laughs) I'd be honest uh, if I'm... If I I don't remember precisely um, the benefits, but I think it's... um, or can't articulate it quite as well, but yeah. but I think it's about scraping uh, unnecessary bacteria off of your tongue that mm-hmm. forms overnight. Um, getting into the science of that, I think uh, I, I can't do easily on my toes right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Yeah, I, I know people that do it, and yeah. you know, again, yeah. And as we were talking before, it's like if it works for you, great, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's it, it does feel clean. Um, yeah. I certainly don't think it's harmful in any way. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we were talking before we started uh, the podcast here about how we each and everyone's on their own journey mm. and not to take any one person as your Bible and to kind yeah. of triangulate and see what works for you. Because even, you know, the most solid minds or the most prestigious experts will have disagreements with each other. Mm -hmm. And so why should we be any different in deciding what our path will be and, you know, what kind of rituals we have. But, um, but yeah, yeah, anyways, and then I go to work and, uh, come home, uh, usually by 6 PM, uh, to have dinner with my family. Um, food's really important. I want kids to have so many kids, uh, my peers, um, you know, their kids are uh, fed by uh, daycares or nannies or whatnot. Yeah. And um, the if you want your kids to understand what's important to you when it comes to social manners and food and, um, and the routine of eating uh, with other people, which is also an Ayurvedic practice, is yeah. being social with your meals, um, then I think... Uh, there's no better way than eating with them, you know, ourselves. So that's something I make a practice, make a habit of doing. And sometimes I'll do some emails and some work at night, you know, because that happens and there's things yeah. that need to happen. Um, and try to spend some time with my wife and then the pattern repeats, right? Yeah. Um, in the meantime, you'll see me out in, uh, in the grocery stores doing demos with a bunch of other people who are trying to get our food out in the, yeah. the 40 or so, 30, 40 Whole Foods that we're in. And uh, New England, Roach Brothers, uh, Big Y, and some other places. Fairway Markets in New York City, too. Yeah, and on the fitness front, 
are you doing anything? Are you into <laughs> running, biking, or anything yeah. like that? Or are you like kind of blue zones? Like you're just kind of walking low grade, moving yeah, around all day. Yeah, it's a great question. Yeah. Um, so my um, my fitness background, um, I was kind of this skinny, you know, scrawny, skinny kid um, for much of my life, and then uh, uh, after a bad breakup I, I walked into a, a gym in Brookline Massachusetts uh, in 2004 and um, went up to the desk and I was like I asked the guy behind the desk I'm like is there something I can do besides like you know curling a dumbbell over <laughs> yeah. and over like like is there something else because that just doesn't do it for me yeah. and it's it just didn't engage me um, and I never really was much for distance running I'm pretty fast with sprints and whatnot and um, and this guy happened to be the first CrossFit certified trainer a guy named neil thompson in boston and um i proceeded to get really into crossfit um for the next year or two um and i felt great really loved it got great lessons from neil and um uh, you know that formed a good foundation for me um i didn't quite stick with the crossfit um as a ritual um, his studio moves. It wasn't practical for me to get there. Um, it wasn't quite popular where you could go into a CrossFit box, you know, uh, yeah. five miles from any home in, you know, a metro area right. um, like you can now. And, uh, and I got a little bit more into yoga. I'd taken my first yoga class probably back in 2000 and um, really loved yoga. It seemed like a... Um, yoga is really interesting. I mean, there's so many different kinds of yoga, and I love... Um, Hatha yoga and, um, you know, and your hot Ashtanga or Bikram Vinyasa kind of yogas, more hot flowy yogas, um, all different kinds. But um, yoga is at once an exercise, but it's also an exercise within your own mind. Yeah. Because even though you're in a group with 20 or 30 other people, unlike uh, CrossFit or SoulCycle or some of these other things... Um, I guess cycle to some extent, you know, spending your kind of in your own place. But, um, but yoga, you really are because you're just kind of listening and you almost get into a trance. Mm. And um, so I kind of liked that freedom from screens, from, you know, mm-hmm. uh, screaming or yelling or like, you know, like, go, 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 you know, that rah-rah. Yep. And um, so it was a really nice balance for me. So that's been... Um, more of an exercise for me. And then having kids the last few years, I got to be honest, it gets really tough to find yeah. room for it. Yeah. So um, most of my quote unquote wellness comes from diet and eating a ton of plants more yeah. than it does from exercise right now. But I did join a, a gym again for the first time in a few years, uh, maybe six months ago. And I've been, been trying to get back into it. Yeah. 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 Nice. Can we, uh, can we get into the, the diet a little bit? Yeah, sure. So you mentioned a lot of plants we were talking before about sort of like the the factors that go into having yeah. a family and other people yeah. eating. And, you know, I've had a bunch of people on that, you know, talk about the struggle of if they do believe in, you know, eating predominantly plant-based, like the struggles of kids and how to feed, you know, you want the best for them and feed them well, but you don't want to tell them how to eat and how to live and there's so much that goes into it. So I'd love to dive into diet and how yeah. that affects your family and how you sort of handle that yeah. area of things too. So um, I'll try to speed through the beginning a little bit, but I, I think as I mentioned earlier, I grew up, you know, uh, eating microwave meals and frozen pizzas and yeah. stuff like that and went off to college and started to clean up my diet. And um, 
uh, a friend mentioned uh, the effect that uh, um, back uh, right in the middle of business school, I was talking to somebody about bad breath and they were like, um, they were working for a flavor company and I was working for Procter & Gamble. And they said, you know, bad breath is caused by sugar. And I was like, really? You know, yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. And so I did a, this little experiment on myself. I, um, at the time, I, I've always, first of all, I've always since like I was uh, single digits, you know, eight, nine years old, always been against non-nutritive sweeteners. Um, yeah. It just didn't make sense to me. If, if, if at the time, you know, at the time it was saccharin, you know, then it became sweet and low, then it became equal and NutraSweet, and now it's stevia and erythritol right. and xylitol and i don't believe in any of this stuff it's all so heavily processed and refined yeah. and um if you're gonna have sugar have some real sugar and have, have a little bit sugar. of it yeah right yeah you know have some like exactly so or you know have some honey or some maple syrup or you yeah. know whatever but um but all this stuff and and every five years there's a new scientific study that proves that that one that we said was the best thing since sliced bread and was perfect for diabetes and strokes and cancer prevention you. and heart disease <laughs> yeah. and all this you know the kitchen sink it, it turns out that it has bad effects too yeah um you know so um and everybody's like well but stevia is natural i'm like do you know how heavily processed that stuff is? And mm. finally, we had a, a concrete study. Um, there was a study that came out in July 2018 that showed that stevia has the same ill effects that erythritol and xylitol and, um, and saccharin and NutraSweet and all this yeah. stuff has on, on people's bodies. That it kills or damages uh, good bacteria in your guts. You know, the bacteroides um, versus the fermecutes, I think it is. Um, yeah. Bad and for your microbiome. Yeah, bad for your microbiome. Yeah. So, you know, the stevia might go in your body and out your body without being affected, but it, 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 it runs some, uh, some things over in the meantime. Yeah, right. So, um, so anyways, I never did that. And back to the story about the bad breath and the sugar. Um, so I did this experiment, and I, at the time I was chewing sugar gum because I wasn't going to chew the non-sugar gum. That's what yeah. put me on the tangent. Yeah. And so I stopped chewing it, and I, I've never had a tremendous sweet tooth, but the, the infrequent desserts that I would have... Uh, I just didn't have them. I it wasn't eating the candy or the cake or whatever, yeah. you know, small little thing that might have presented itself or in a, you know, in, if you work in a big company, they put these platters of, you know, cookies in front of you yeah, um, yeah, of course, on a right. regular Every basis. Yeah. yeah, like, you know, 30, 40% sugar yeah. and plus fat, you know. Yeah, you like, can't have an hour meeting without chips and soda. and Right, right. <laughs> How to make employees productive, right? Yeah. Message to corporate America. Exactly. Don't do that. Um so I stopped eating sugar basically for a whole week or two, and I didn't have bad breath at all. Yeah. Not that I had really bad breath to begin with, but yeah. it was like, it was gone. And yeah. so from then on, I, I kind of, it, it really raised my eyebrows uh, and my awareness of, of sugar, at least in that effect, but also in other effects, and I felt better. And um, I've always been lucky, I guess you could say, that I, I like vegetables, um, just about every single vegetable under the sun, um, except for two. Um, yeah. And um, so, um, what are so the two? You the can't, two, you can't, yeah. <laughs> you can't just say you don't like two, and then uh, I don't like eggplant, which I think a lot of people plant. don't like. Yeah. Uh, it's got kind of a mushy texture that just yeah. I'm not fond of. Yep. Um, and then uh, I don't like cucumbers. Yeah. How about um, pickles? No. Uh, you know, so pickles or pickled cucumbers. Yeah. Uh, 
I, as a kid, I would have the sweet low gherkins in my lunch sometimes, and I ate those, but those don't have that pickly taste. You yeah. know, they've got a very different taste, and I don't really eat those much anymore, and a lot of sugar in those, of course, right? Yeah, yeah. It's so sweet. Um, it's like a craze, and doesn't taste anything like a cranberry, because it's like 30, 40, 50% added sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, loses that astringency and tartness. So... Um, so yeah, so those are the two, and you know, I don't know. People say cucumbers have no taste, but to me, yeah. they do. So, but I love every other vegetable, um, and I feel good when I eat them. I just feel lighter on my toes. It fills me up, and um, you know, if something makes you feel good, it probably is good. Yeah. And if you can be self-aware enough to notice those things and to eat slowly enough to feel how you feel and to be mindful of your food, yeah. that's that's like a big secret. Um, but. Uh, I did the CrossFit. I was doing protein shakes and stuff like that. Fast forward a few years, I'm getting out of that. So I, my body didn't need, need, need protein. Like my body like was thirsting for protein when I was really into that. Mm. Um, um, and um, not that you can't do it with real food too. Yeah. But, uh, and then I had kids and we were, we were cooking home cooked meals and I was exposing my kids to different kinds of food. It's really important um, to give them a lot of variety and sometimes people are like oh my kid doesn't like hummus or my kid doesn't like whatever well you got to expose them to it yeah. you know 10 times so sometimes you're not in the mood for cucumbers even if you like them right and so um so anyways that's kind of been my evolution for food and um i'm not vegan um maybe i'll be that someday um i don't yeah. think i think there was a I can't remember the exact story, uh, but there's a famous yogi who was vegan and went away from it because uh, some guru basically told her, like, not everybody's supposed to be vegan and it's not right for your body. And mm. she was having issues and, you know, whatever. So, but, um, but I fully respect vegans, but I, I would say I eat probably like, I don't know, 90% plants, 80, 90% plants yeah. and, and love it. Yeah. You know what I like sort of about your wellness is in, in how you, your, your lifestyle is. And it's something I try to get people to focus on is like, you eat very well, right? Mostly plants, right? You're not kicking your ass, right? You're not doing two hours of CrossFit every day anymore. You're mm-hmm. not, you're not busting your ass. You're just mindful. I wish I, I wish I had time for that. That'd right? be fun. <laughs> but you're just mindful of what you're putting in your body Yeah, and you're a thriving you know, 40, what'd you say, 45? I'm 43. 43. Yeah. I, I feel, I feel like uh, this business has aged me a few more years, but yeah. Yeah, but it just goes to show, like I see so many people, they're trying to reach like their health and their fitness goals, whatever that may be. And they're up at five in the morning yeah. and they're doing the hour boot camp and they're just busting their ass because they're not mindful of what they're putting in the body. And that's, that's like the easier path, I think. It's like... Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think, I think what you're saying, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. what it sounds like you're saying is that it's not just busting your ass and, yeah. you know, in the gym. It's yeah. also a balance between being mindful of what you're eating. Yeah, and I don't think you need to bust your ass. I think for most people, right. if they were eating right. in a way that you eat mindful, right. very plant-focused, and like a lot of love and care and community around your food... Like that takes care of you. And then all you got to do is, you know, get out for something you enjoy just to move a little bit. Take a walk. Yeah. Take a I think that's right. Yeah, bike I mean, my ride. wife and, and I used to, you know, yeah. we, we'd push the baby carriage around, you know, every day exactly. uh, when yeah. our son was really little and, um, yeah. you know, wasn't eating regular meals and all that stuff. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I think um, one step I skipped in my journey of food is 
Um, when I was around 30, uh, I remember I was in this job, and, and this is going to sound really vain, and I don't mean it to sound that way because um, I care about how I feel more than about how I look, but, but I was getting a little bit of a gut. And, uh, and I was like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> and I started, so I started doing what I do, which is I'm very analytical, and I was yeah. like, why is this happening? And I realized that why it was happening, um, I felt, was that, um, that I was eating too much food. Yeah. I realized that my portions were out of whack. And yeah. um, not wildly, like I wasn't anything close to what most Americans would consider obese, let alone a doctor. Yeah, um, for sure. Or vice versa. But, um, um, but I, I think that was one of my keys over the years also, besides everything else that we said, was um, about being eating slowly enough to be mindful of how it takes a little time for your brain to catch up with your body and know that you don't need more food and, um, um, you know, being hydrated enough that you're, you're not stuffing your face because you're so famished, um, when you, when you get to mealtime. Um, so anyways, I think, I yeah. think mindfulness, uh, is a big f factor in eating and feeling well and uh, eating the right amount of food yeah yeah and i like just the awareness of like hey you know something's changing with my body i'm in your example i was getting getting a little bit of a gut or something right. and understanding just just having the mindset okay what i do what did i do to right. get there right and let me address that versus right. like throwing a blame on like some external factor yeah. that we all like to do and then trying to solve it with a band-aid type solution whether it's yeah. like god knows what it is weight loss pill or whatever right um instead of like oh like i gave myself this gut let me address what caused it right yeah <laughs> and just that completely yeah. completely and, and i think most of us can you know so many people you probably know a million stories about this people go on these elimination diets um, yeah and um i mean that's if 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 you need to do that to figure it out and great, yeah. but um, but that's just one form of of this kind of mindfulness to try to figure out what's going on. And man, I mean, there's so many other things we could talk about with uh, people's diets today. With um, um, you know, there's uh, all these allergies going on. Yeah, um, I think a lot. You know, they don't have allergies in Africa. I mean, like I, I'm sure they do have allergies in Africa, but yeah. for the most part, we have way more allergies in the U.S. Let me rephrase. You know, and in the Western world than they do in third third world countries. Yeah. And I think one of the key reasons, from what I understand, from what I read, uh, is that um, you know we're an over sanitized. Uh, yeah. In, we're living in an over sanitized world where um, you know, all the hand sanitizer, all the antibacterial soaps, and this and that, um, all the dishwashers cleaning everything instead of you know just soap and water. Um, it's like making everything so clean that our bodies don't know how to protect ourselves mm -hmm. with a stronger immune system. And, um, and, you know, we're so afraid to expose our kids. Like Israel uh, has done some, um, I think there's some studies. They, there's this, this uh, packaged food product called Bamba. Have you ever heard of Bamba? No, I don't think so. It's like a Cheeto. It's a puffed, you know, extruded snack okay. with peanut butter. And, um, and kids eat this commonly in Israel and they have like no peanut butter allergies and it's the exposure, the early exposure. So now the doctors used to 10, 20 years ago, I think we're telling parents not to 
expose their kids to nuts early on. Yeah. But now they're they've reversed that, and now you're supposed to expose really soon. You know, just your regular primary care physician. Yeah. So that's an interesting topic. Engineered nutrition, like beyond meat. Um, you know, yeah. like it is not whole food, plant based, right? Of course, yeah. That's it's not that's not going to solve powders. your health problems. You know. Yeah, I'm, I'm shrugging it, my shoulders. Like, yeah, I'm not I'm not going to judge that, but you, you might very well be right, right? But. Yeah, and, and I would say, but if you're going to have a burger and you want something that's more right. sustainable, fine. Right. But understand that, you know, most burgers you're going to eat are not going to be health-promoting anyway. Right. So it's like you might as well do something better for the planet, but that's not, yeah, the beyond and the impossible aren't solving, it's a fascinating time. Aren't, aren't solving anybody's health issues, in my opinion. You could argue some of it's better. You know, it's, you could go down a rabbit hole on that, but... Yeah, I'm smiling yeah. because I've got a big smile on my face because... Uh, I mean, you get it, and uh, we've got our own perspective. But, yeah. uh, but man, oh man, I mean, Beyond Beef is—you know—it's trading for two hundred bucks a share. It's worth billions yeah, of dollars, and um, trading it. I, you know, I have a finance background as well, but it's trading at unbelievable—you know—price to price yeah. to sales ratios that are like way beyond what you know Kraft was doing in its best years. And it's yeah, and like think- uh, it's a fascinating time to uh, to look at. You know, it's great to have people interested in plant-based eating. Yeah. But I would personally rather they eat uh, something that's whole food plant-based. And that's, you know, why I made the bars and why I'd love to make other plant-based food that's real food, you know, not all these refined ingredients. Yeah. And their argument is, look, you know, meat eating is still on the rise consistently every year. Right. And, you know, their whole pitch is, hey, people don't eat meat because of what it is. They eat it in spite of what it is. They don't care. Like 99 percent of the population puts no thought into where their hamburger comes from or where their chicken nugget comes from. It's true. They just eat it. Or their so eggs or whatever. Whether right. that's manufactured in a plant-based fashion in a facility or it comes from a slaughterhouse, those people really don't care. They're, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it, it really is a sustainability play, I think, uh, more than anything else. And Which is a nice play. Yeah, and it, we have to do that. You know, if right. meat consumption is going up, population's going up, you know, we run out of land on Earth eventually to continue to raise livestock. So it's, you know, the and then if you go to somebody like Tyson or these big meat producers and say, hey, we can, uh, you know, produce meat with a tenth of the resources and you don't have to raise an animal for two years and you can just make it on demand and you can do it more efficiently right. and it costs less. Right. Of course they're going to do it, right? Right. And that I didn't realize that about the industry. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you walk around the grocery store, um, you know, people say to shop the racetrack, you know, to shop the outside, sure, yeah. right? But the inside, you know, um, and even bars included, I mean, it's, it's mostly like powders from a lab or refined flours, um, sugar and fats, you know, yeah. and oils. And it's part of the big driver is Americans want things cheap. Yeah. Right. And it's one of the great successes of Amazon. Um, yep. You know, not that everything's the cheapest on Amazon, but it's brought generally brought prices down for consumers. Walmart before it. Um, and uh, it's tough making an expensive product like uh, like Dosha Bar. You know, we retail for two ninety nine um, and um, per bar and it's one hundred fifty calories. And it's um, it's not your dollar cliff bar that's all filled with, you know, refined soy products, for example. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, I don't know, not, not, didn't mean to throw a cliff bar under the bus there, but, yeah, yeah. but it's a lot cheaper than we are. They're a lot bigger and, uh, they're not using the whole food plant-based kind of ingredients that we are. 
Um, and it's not organic, so you know you get pesticides, you yeah, know, remnants in your foods. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. So what? Um, I could go so many different directions. Yeah, because right. Like we're, we're same it. wavelength with yeah. a lot of this stuff. Love talking food, man. Um, but you uh, should sit in on some of my one of my demos one of these days. Cool. Like, yeah, I would. I love mean, to. I, as I, I have so many things to do, I try not to be in the store all the time. But you would you would probably get a really big kick out of. Uh, standing there like you know a demo person what I, what a demo is if it doesn't make sense to your listeners is you'd basically set up a four foot by two foot table yes uh, in you know in whole, whole foods, foods or your or whatever, local yeah. store and um and you basically try to stop consumers uh, you know who are like horses with blinders on like they're like where's the peanut butter where's what wh- oh, i yeah. need to buy shrimp tonight you know like Absolutely. and so they're looking for something so you know it's not that they aren't interested in whatever you're peddling whether it's a pasta sauce or a you know, beyond beef burger or whatever, but, um, or a dosha bar, but, uh, so, you know, it's stopping people and engaging with them in a friendly way and telling them what you're about. And, and it's fascinating, like all the things that you hear from people, um, about, it gives you a pulse for what people are up to in their lives and their diets (laughs) and, um, there's all, all types out there. It's it's really fascinating. Let me ask you this. Do you get people concerned about the sugar? Yes. Because yes, I do. That's my that's my my biggest. Uh, we're not. If if I guess you could say that that if whole food plant based is a fad, is a trend, we're on trend. Yeah. But whole food plant based, I don't know how many um, uh, hits you would get if you type you know hashtag uh, WFPB or whole food plant based into Instagram versus hashtag keto. Right. But, you know, I think I looked up, I was, I saw a whole food plant based earlier today and it was like 600,000. I I wonder if we pulled out our phone and looked at keto, it's gotta be millions. Um, and so we're, we're not, we're, we have sugar in our product. We add three grams of either raw honey or organic brown rice syrup because you need something to bind the product and it's less than a teaspoon. Three grams is not a lot. You know, think about like your pinky, uh, pinky nail, um, not your whole finger. And, um, and then the rest of the sugar is it's from fruit. natural fruit. And you don't look, you know, people are so blinded by this, like, um, this uh, black and white table, this yeah. nutritional facts panel on yep. the back of your packaged food. You don't have one of those on a banana or an exactly. apple. We've got less sugar in our bar than an apple or a banana, yeah. for example, but, you know, just as examples. But you don't look at that because we just know it's good for you. It came from God's green earth. Yeah. Right. It's real food. And, but even though it's from us and weight watchers, we get six weight watchers points, but, but weight watchers will let you eat as much unsweetened fruit as you want, but they're using the nutritional fact panel that says we have 10 grams of sugar to calculate it. Not the three grams added, but this, they're including the seven grams from apples, uh, dates, plums, and cherries. That's in that cherry chakra bar that I'm talking about. So that's something that, riles me up a little bit is people it, not reading the ingredients yeah. but looking at you know the calories the and fat and sugar and, and the calories yeah, and things like and that sugar and stuff like that that I can go on a tangent I yeah, go my for listeners it, are probably so <laughs> sick of me saying it but I think like that's the biggest mistake we've made in nutrition and telling people how to eat is is those words sugar fat carbs protein right, right? and it's like right. no it, you know, if we could just look at the food as a whole, right? An apple is an apple. It promotes your health, and it yeah. will always promote your health, right? Yep. 
but like any see, other whole food plant based yes. product, right? <laughs> right. But um, all people are concerned about the people are concerned about not you know eating too much fruit because because they have people this love the quick sugar. people want to. It's like yeah. the Jetsons, right? You, yeah. Did you watch the Jetsons cartoon? I, I, I know, you know what you're referring to. So yeah. like uh, there was, I think it was the Jetsons where uh, you know the the family uh, or whatever some characters in the Jetsons would like pop a, a meal pill. Yeah. Right. It was this fantasy. And, you know, we kind of do that today with the supplement industry, sure, yeah. which is a whole other topic. But, yeah. um, you know, which pros and cons to it. But um, but yeah, I mean, people want a silver bullet. People want an easy fix. People exactly. want bariatric surgery to lose weight, yes. not, you know, changing their diet. And that is why keto has millions versus, hey, eat right. whole food plant based, live long and slowly lose the weight. Right. right. Versus. No, Quick. I want to lose it in exactly. three weeks on keto. But then, but then a year <laughs> later, you've got aches and pains in your feet, yeah, and, and you've got you know crazy, crazy and, high blood pressure yep. or heart issues, or yep. you know. And so you know, so okay, is it a yo-yo diet, you know, yeah. or is it a lifestyle? Right. I don't know. You you decide for yourself, right? And it's um, and it's it's just like you know, that's just the culture we we live in these days. Right. Everything everybody wants a quick fix. Same in the business world, right? Everybody right. wants the Bitcoin. Right. They right. want the right. the unicorn. They the think unicorn they're gonna stock. yeah. Right. right. They want the ten x or hundred x instead stock. of hey, you, you know, you got to put your head down and you got to do for the next seven right. years go plant based, or for right. the next seven years work in your startup right. and slowly, slowly right. get better and better. Right. And Don't better. lose ten pounds in a week. Maybe exactly. you lose ten pounds in a month or two. You know, I, find I mean, that's still so a lot. I mean, if if, yeah. if I told the overweight person today you can lose 10 pounds in the next few months yeah they'd probably be pretty happy yeah know? like i i've done taken multiple people put them on whole food plant-based and have them walk every day they lose 20 pounds in five Amazing. six weeks every it's a time. miracle every time it's a Blood miracle pressure goes down everything right and uh and it's so simple right but it's just like all right like now stick with it the rest of your life or as right. close as you can um, right, so that's an uphill trend that I battle um, in the bar category right now where we are is because I'm up against, um, you know, bars that don't have a lot of fruit in them. Right. Like, like a kind bar, for example. Like they've got a little bit of sweetened fruit, non-organic right. fruit, but it's mostly nuts. So they've got a lot of higher fat content. Yeah. But they've got lower sugar. Um, and then I've got, I'm up against people like, uh, you know, our companies like RX Bar that's owned by Kellogg's yeah, now. Yeah. Um, that... Um, you know, and Lara Bar, where they're like, oh, but it's got no added sugar. Well, it has twice as much sugar as my bar, right? But it's all from dates, which is a very, very heavy, Absolutely. sweet um, fruit. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, you know, I, I personally think that, you know, sugar is, I, I don't, some people say sugar is sugar. Other people say natural sugar is different than added sugar. And different than artificial, obviously, or non-nutritive yeah. natural sweeteners that we were talking about before. But um, but I think that it's a lot different. I feel a lot different if I eat a handful of blueberries than if I spoon the amount of sugar in that handful of blueberries into my mouth of by course. the spoonful. Of course. And so there's a big difference. When people eat a dosha bar, they feel satiated but light. Yeah. Um, not heavy like a lot of these other bars that often taste, you know, like wet cement or a rubber tire or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and, and, and um, yeah. but that's not on trend, so yeah. that's a challenge. And we don't have a, a massive marketing budget, so people need to learn about us from, you know, people like you and, yeah. um, you know, and word of mouth and uh, you know other ways. Yeah. Well, I love it, man, and I think like. I think it'll get there when people Thanks. realize that looking at the nutrition panel is not 
where you should be looking, right? Should be just looking at the ingredients. They're all whole foods. Right. Eat it, right. Yeah, and it's also. I mean, our product is also gluten free, dairy free, soy free. Yeah. Um, there's uh, no corn. There's no egg whites or right. eggs. And um, even though we're made in a facility with oats and nuts, there's no oats or nuts in our product. Mm-hmm. So, um, and the machinery is all clean with you know soap and hot water before and after. So it's flexible for a lot of diets. And at the same time, it's inspired by Ayurveda. And my hope is is that people um, take our dosha quiz. They learn a little bit about Ayurveda, and it inspires people to be a little bit more self-aware and, mm. and experience personal growth that I, I know you've had yeah. and I've had in our in, my, in our lives in ways that we didn't talk about today. Yeah. But. Um, but uh, that's a big hope and dream for me that the, the brand not only feeds people well, but also feeds people's minds. Yeah. You know? Well, I love it, man. It's a beautiful, beautiful mission. Um, we're coming up on an hour and... Thanks. Um, we should probably start wrapping up, but um, where, can, where can people buy it? Where can people yeah. follow you, follow what you're doing? Yeah. Um, so you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Um, we don't post a lot to Twitter, um, but we're there. Um, and Pinterest uh, at Doshabar, D-O-S-H-A-B-A-R. Um, you can uh, buy our product uh, at doshabar.com, um, paying with anything from credit cards to PayPal and Amazon Pay. Um, you can also buy it on Amazon. Um, we, you can buy a dozen of each bar right now. We're working on getting out there so you can buy a, a variety pack on Amazon as well. Um, we're uh, on the ground. We're in a variety of places around the country. But um, in terms of grocery stores, and we've got a, a map of the locations on our website. Cool. But you can buy them in uh, most of the Whole Foods in New England. Um, you can buy them in uh, Roach Brothers, Big Y, Fairway Markets in New York City. Um, and... Um, you know, and hopefully a host of uh, a lot of other places. Um, if you want to get a, uh, I'll create a discount code for us. Uh, but if anybody wants to save, I don't know, let's say 20% on uh, doshabar.com, you can just enter um, uh, eat, eat green, uh, make green. Let's do that. I yeah, like that. Eat yeah. Eat green, make green. Perfect. And uh, they can get 20% off their orders. So Awesome, we'll man. I'll that put that open. in the show notes and uh, link it on social media and everything. Sweet. Cool. Yeah. And uh, I got one more for you that I, I generally ask everybody to somebody listening that is trying to get their health and wellness on a better path or move yeah. in the direction of, you know, being more self-aware, being more in control of their health. What advice do you have for somebody to wake up tomorrow morning and, and start? Yeah, I mean, that's such a toughie. We, we, we kind of hopped and skipped around a lot right. of tips today. If um, Hopefully you're still listening out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I, I, would say, um, I, would say just, I would say the biggest thing I would say is just be, work on being self-aware and being honest with yourself. Mm. You know, um, figuring out who you are and why you're doing what you're doing and, and then trying to figure out maybe what can be improved read a lot you know be curious about what you don't know and be honest that you don't know things a lot of people like to show everybody how much they know yeah but it's just as great and i think even greater to be humble and uh listen to other people and ask questions and um if you ask questions and you're open to change um and if you think about eating plants i think you'll find uh you'll have a lot of success um feeling good and being well and um and i think if you if you read about ayurveda you'll learn a lot about 
you know, those earlier meals, uh, you mm -hmm. know, having better digestion, um, and um, going to sleep earlier, getting good night's sleep, waking earlier, and those habits will probably treat you really well as well. Yeah. So that's uh, what I would say. Well, what, what do you tell people? Have you ever shared your secret? Yeah. Um, or your, you know, primary suggestion? Honestly, I, I suggest people to, to learn, right? To, to, to learn, to find, right. to just go discover, go yeah. dive into the science around food, dive into different, you know, I think for me, like getting the information was the most important, right? And having not getting my information from one doctor or one Amen. influencer, right? Completely. But going to... Or a trend. Yes. But going to the science that, you know, the, the scientific journals and coming to my own conclusions. Yes. And then taking those conclusions and trying them in my own life. Yeah. And seeing how they feel. And I'm the type of person, if I'm going to try it, I'm going all in and I'm going to do it and see how it affects me. And that's really how I became plant-based in the first place because that's what makes awesome. me feel best it's awesome um yeah, yeah. and I, I i would recommend the china study um, amen yeah. yeah really great book it's a little big and overwhelming but you know yeah. hey you don't need to read it cover to cover you know skim it yeah um get get what you can from it and uh um i think you'll find a lot of reasons to eat more plants and totally and less animal products yeah well thank you man thank you so much appreciate Pat. it yeah